Welcome family and thank you for joining me for episode 8 of the Indigiru podcast. This week I wanted to uh, discuss something that I've been seeing in the media often over this last week and it is the topic of the imposter syndrome. So those of you who are not familiar with what the imposter syndrome is, it is uh, basically just in a in a nutshell feeling like you don't belong in the spaces where you are um, successful or have made some strides constantly doubting yourself um, basically just feeling like you are an imposter in these spaces where you have uh, actually worked hard to get there so some of those um symptoms may include, you know, when you achieve any level of success or recognition that, you know, you kind of shy away from any sort of acknowledgement of what you've done to work to get there. It's kind of like, oh no, you know, I don't belong here. I'm an imposter. This is not really something that I'm deserving of. And so, um, I was actually watching, um, I believe it was Kev on stage and he had a therapist uh, on his his vlog where they were discussing it as two black men um, the imposter syndrome and as they share their experiences and, and just talk through all the the things that come along with this imposter syndrome please check out that particular video it was just oh it was amazing that podcast it was absolutely amazing absolutely informative and I'm so glad that I um, got a chance to take that in and get the therapist perspective and everything I believe this therapist name was Devon and so as I started contemplating it though and like how it showed up in my life and I was thinking about um you know, just some of these moments, I definitely had a bigger moment, which I mentioned on a previous podcast, which I didn't know was actually a moment of like experiencing imposter syndrome. But as they spoke about it and kind of got more in depth, I realized like, oh, I had that moment because that was something that I was that I was experiencing at that time. And so I started thinking about every time I've had a conversation about imposter syndrome like who are the people that are experiencing this and then I began to make some connections and then I was like okay well why is this and so I came to the I won't say it's an absolute conclusion but I I definitely think that it is uh, worth a pause and consideration that imposter syndrome is rooted in oppression, oppression of all kinds, uh, systemic oppression, cultural oppression, familial oppression, but the insecurity and the belief that you do not deserve and or belong of religious oppression, it's rooted in oppression, period. And so a lot of the people that I have these conversations with around imposter syndrome, 
um, I noticed are all people of color. And I was like, oh, wow. Well, that's interesting. I wonder, you know, what's behind that? And I really began like scanning and scanning and scanning. And then I'm thinking, okay, lots of women. Um, we've had these conversations, women of, of all races, but in terms of talking about it and being like, you know, I really don't feel like I belong or that I don't deserve this particular thing, um, that being expressed has only been expressed by people of color. And so um, I was thinking about the history of being oppressed and being othered and the impact that it has uh, generationally, right? Because uh, your parents, your family, your community is basically teaching you from a very young age how to navigate in the world that you've just entered. And most of the time, they love you, they care about you, they wanna protect you from all that they've observed and experienced to be the, the bad things. They want you to be prepared. And so, just kind of going through my, my own life, my own story, and thinking about the things that I've heard from other people, it's like you are being groomed to interact with and be subject to oppression, which now in this day and age where we are, you know, post-racial, supposedly, we're definitely not, but just this, this technology age everyone you know it's basically just a a global um economy and a very homogenized culture we can all you know see what's going on in sri lanka at any moment they can they're exposed to what's going on um in the west and you know canada india africa there's this this huge global connection right now so a lot of things that are communicated culturally have a a vast reach and so when I started to think about okay who are these people I'm having these conversations with they are uh, black professionals a high percentage of them are black professionals that are um, kind of toggling between the quote-unquote community family belonging space and the corporate successful upward mobility space that is currently predominantly white. And so when I began to think about the grooming that takes place, it is basically like a perfect storm for imposter syndrome to take place. And so now um, minorities of all backgrounds are able to enter these spaces that they have been kept out of forever but they're still entering these spaces with the conditioning of their community like you know the self-preservation and this this goes across personalities this is not about those who may even have this false vibrato like no nah, no nah, I'm good I can do whatever you know like that appear super confident because even those folks are some of the most insecure people on the planet and so when you really begin to investigate that and look at that, it's like it's so much more than just this individual feeling of belonging. It really is this like this grooming and this conditioning of groups of people so that even when uh, opportunities arise for them to be in spaces um, that they should 
be in, that they deserve to be in, that they're not able to be holy in that place and feel deserving and have a healthy interaction with whatever space that they're in. Now, it doesn't mean that they're not performing or, you know, getting the job done or experiencing success. They are. Um, But to have that, that emotional turmoil happening inside of yourself as you're experiencing that success, that that takes a little bit um, away, completely enjoy the moment. And so I started to think about some things that we are historically told. You know, you have to be twice as good as everyone else, or you have to be twice as good as um, a white person. And that's just to be seen as valuable, period. Um, You have to be perfect in your appearance you have to be well put together um you basically need to become this like homogenous version of whatever the good black person brown person whatever person is when you're in certain spaces and so you know what that does inherently is takes away a person's you know individuality and is told that expressing yourself in any way that might be particular to you is risky, dangerous, you may lose it all. And so, you know, I think one of the things I enjoy about this moment in time is that there's so many people, um, small businesses, entrepreneurs, um, just people from so many different industries that are winning by being themselves and and not conforming to these different conditions that we've been told but I don't know if it's necessarily the millennial generation or what but I I do see a lot more younger people um, fitting into that particular category but then when you go to maybe or I guess they're Gen Z actually then when you go to like the millennial and Gen X I think millennial is probably a blend where we're like, you know, I'm going to add a little, you know, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit. I'm going to break out of this, um, but haven't done so fully that we still have some of those conditions from the generations uh, that raised us. And uh, Gen X is, is pretty much, you know, in whichever boxes they chose, um, you know, at the time that they were growing up and again this is not about it really isn't about boxes because even within these these areas these groups these um places of belonging that we found for ourselves in particular if I'm talking about you know even within black professional the black professional box or the the HBCU box or the the hippie crunchy you know box or whatever it is even within those circles and those boxes there's still a whole nother layer of um waiting and wafting through belongingness what does it mean to this particular group and what you feel like you might have to prove so there's definitely not freedom in in those spaces alone but like on a larger scale when you're looking at 
um, you know, the imposter syndrome issue. It's just like being told that you have to be twice as good just to be seen as valuable. It's like it automatically leads to insecurity. Like, I don't know how a human being from a young age being told that who they are in that moment is not good enough and that they have to double up just to be seen as human and be able to engage and be a part of things that they should be able to be a part of just by, you know, being themselves. And so what I realized is now we have these fancy words we have you know in psychology and in therapy we have these terms and so now it's called um, imposter syndrome but I'm like I feel like we've been feeling this for way longer than this term has been around and I was just contemplating like the effects of segregation and othering people generation after generation after generation and how hard it is to shake that now that we are in these integrated spaces and it seems crazy to even use these terms like you know the effects of segregation but realizing it really wasn't that long ago Um, and then when you're talking about being in integrated spaces and Jim Crow and all of those experiences like okay you're integrated but you know, there's all this violence and backlash around it. And then fast forward to 2020, we like to say that we are, you know, a fully integrated society, but then we see that we just have um, new fancy versions of being segregated in terms of schooling system and and communities and, and how people live and where people live and gentrification, all these things. So it's cute, um, to say, that we've made, you know, large strides. And we have made strides, but they're not as deep and wide as we would like to to think. And so keeping that in mind, when you're talking about, you know, the effects of segregation, the effects of othering, we have not healed and done the work to move past that and so now we have these fancy band-aids via uh you know oh I can get my PhD now no problem we can all get our PhD now no problem I can do whatever I want I can go into whatever field I want supposedly no problem I can buy whatever house I want I can live in whatever neighborhood I want no problem But the reality is, is that when we do go and achieve those things on the level that we're able to, when we walk into those spaces, we are still experiencing on an energetic level and probably a more blatant level, the othering, the segregation, the the feeling like you don't belong here and being made to feel like you don't belong here. And so if it's like that in the workplace and in our neighborhoods and all of that, why would we not still be experiencing the psychological effects of that which is manifesting into this fancy term of imposter syndrome and I was like oh my goodness I was just I was thinking about it and and processing it through and 
I'm like, nah, that's those feelings, those experiences, that is a a result of oppression. Good old fashioned standard oppression. And understanding that and being able to acknowledge that and look at it at work in my own life and then look at it at work in the life of those around me and being able to name it and being able to call it what it is instead of like some foreign like oh my god I think I have this thing like it's new yeah okay it's not new it's a result of oppression and our ancestors and our communities have been dealing with this for a really long time and being able to call a spade a spade and and then work through it um, with the understanding of those particular effects will allow us to really get like deeper healing like where what areas of my life have I been taught to oppress myself before someone else oppresses me what areas of my life have I been taught that I am not enough as I am which is different than encouraging someone to be better and to develop into the highest and best self uh, framing and how we're communicating um while still encouraging each other to be better, to do better, to grow and to heal. But are we framing that still in as it relates to how someone will treat me or view me? You know, in those things, how we're framing things, those are the things that can be uplifting or oppressive. And so I just wanted to um, to share that with you guys today. I yeah, I just, I was like, wow, like we have so much work to do and, and we've done so much work, but we still have so much more work to do and, and just encouraging each other to be mindful about those ways that um, oppression has snuck, snuck in or that we have not identified oppression in our life because we feel like it's something different and just um, encouraging us all to call a spade a spade and dig it up by the root so that we can actually heal from it because sometimes it's not even about like intention or doing the work it's just that we don't have a proper name for some things and we don't understand where it's coming from and how can you change break the chain off of be free from something that isn't properly identified in your life and so as I was thinking about um, you know, just the different scenarios where imposter syndrome shows up. And I mean, I, I mean, it was deep because it's not even like all the oppression comes from some outside uh, community. There, there were a few instances where I was like, wow, you know, some of the, the deep-rooted insecurity comes from, you know, not wanting to be judged or disowned by people that look like you because you're doing better for yourself or you're doing something different from what they as a community know and that's hurtful as well because it's like we only have a few places in this world where we can be ourselves and if you feel like you're going to do something to jeopardize one of your safe spaces that that can become a struggle for you and so just thinking about those of us that have also you know toggled with that back and forth of you know 
Am I going to be on the outs with my community if I improve myself in this way? Just yourself, not even including, you know, anything in particular, but um, just those mindsets and those considerations and in valuing those safe spaces and valuing your family and community. And so it just gets very, very layered. Um, but it, yeah, I, I just want to be clear that this is not only about, um, you know, the systemic oppression or racism and things like that. It's also just it's a very internal oppression that can happen within a community. So again, just getting to the root, uprooting it, um, calling it out, digging it up, um, and healing with some, some tools, some really helpful tools. So I just wanted to share that with you guys today. Thank you so much for listening in and I look forward to chatting with you all next week. Peace.